Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. So you have a situation in your life right now, and it's bad. It's not good. <laughs> and it's brought much hurt, even harm, into your life because of it. I think the question we need to ask ourselves is, at what point did I allow that darkness usher in the bad that is now taking up resonance in my life. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. It's truly sad how many Christians are not living in the light that Christ has provided. When we come to Him, the dark things in our lives are exposed. But instead of taking the opportunity to let Him clean us up, we often just find better hiding places. As Pastor J.D. challenges us in today's message, it's time to start living in the light as God intended. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 5 with part 2 of his message, From Darkness to Light. To me, this is what Paul is saying in verses 12 and 13 about what's done in the secret of darkness, under the cover of darkness. And I'll tell you... (laughs) It gives me pause when the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, would deem it necessary to mention that it is too shameful to mention. It's unspeakable what is done in the darkness. Unspeakable. It's it's unthinkable. But here's the thing. As light, which we are as Christians, and interesting, uh, Paul admonishes, exhorts us to, he says, you are light, so live as children of light. I want to talk about that more in a moment. But as light, when our light shines, the darkness is exposed and eliminated. So, let's um, go further here. Look at verse 14. It's interesting. He says, this is why it's said that the sleeper is to wake up and rise from the dead so Christ will shine on them. What, What does he mean by that? Well, I would suggest that Paul is implying that as Christians, we still have this propensity, this potential to live as and be partakers with darkness instead of living as children of light. And the reason I suggest that is because this isn't the first time that Paul talks about this and addresses this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, listen to what he says. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. 
For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? That's an impossibility. It's either or. It's not both. You cannot have both light and darkness. What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? (laughs) In other words, between Christ and demons. Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Now, I should probably hasten to say uh, what this doesn't mean. (laughs) This in no way means that we don't associate with unbelievers. No, we're supposed to be the salt and the light. What this does mean is that we're not to be influenced by or partakers with the unbelievers. Because what fellowship hath light with darkness? It cannot happen. It cannot happen. And again, this this speaks to the warning, for lack of a better word, that the Apostle Paul has for the Ephesians then and for us now concerning this potential for us as Christians, as light, to allow the darkness from where we were brought out of to come back into our lives. And it doesn't belong there. And that's what the warning is. Now, I want to mention something that is very important, and I don't want you to miss it. Because whenever you get a warning like this in Scripture, and this is one of those places in God's Word where It is a warning. It is an exhortation. It is an admonition. It is always because of God's love for us, because he's seeking to protect us from that which could pose harm or danger to us. Watch out for the darkness. (laughs) You were taken out of that darkness. I'm, I'm warning you. This will be very harmful and very dangerous and potentially even very deadly to you. You know, I I was thinking about this today and I was thinking about how I, as a father, hurt when my children hurt. And how much more the heart of our Heavenly Father. Which is why we have, as one suggested, the Ten Commandments which would should really be seen as the tender commandments from a loving heavenly father that wants to protect us from that which would bring harm to us. Jim Symbol of the Brooklyn Tabernacle in uh, New York once said, and I tell you, it just, it's always stuck with me. He said, you're only as happy as your saddest child. Think about that. You're only as happy as your saddest child. Now, let's take that and superimpose that on our relationship as children of light. If we are only as happy as our saddest child, then wouldn't it stand to reason that our Heavenly Father is also going to be grieved when He sees us as His children, whom He's taken out of darkness and made light, bringing into the light, and now here, here this darkness begins to very subtly set in to that Christian life. And, and in so doing, 
if I can say it this way, it, it, it dims the light. It dims the light that once shined so bright. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that we need to see this as God lovingly warning us as his people by way of forbidding us as his people from engaging in deeds of darkness. Because he wants to protect us. Because he loves us. And that's why. That's the why behind the what, as it were. You know, last week I mentioned one of my favorite quotes, but I didn't have notes. So I'm going to redeem myself today since I botched it so bad last week. But I think this says it all. Listen. Sin is not bad because it's forbidden. Sin is forbidden because it's bad. And I want you to think about that. Is God is not in heaven saying, Thou shalt not. I brought you out of darkness and made you light. Live as children of light because I said so. No. I forbid you as children of light, to be in darkness, because I'm God. No, it's not like that at all. It's more like this. (laughs) Bear with me again. I brought you out of darkness. I made you light. And the reason I'm forbidding you from engaging or partaking with these fruitless deeds of darkness is because it's bad. And I don't want what will happen to you if you do that because it will bring grief and sorrow to my heart because of my love for you. Do you see the difference? This is why Paul emphasizes the good that comes from the light. He he lists really three of the fruits of the light and goodness is one. Righteousness, another. Truth, interesting, (laughs) the other. But that's the good that comes from the light. And again, in contrast with the bad that comes from forbidden darkness. So I'm going to just say this and trust that the Holy Spirit will be allowed to, and I'll include myself, search all of our hearts concerning this. So you have a situation in your life right now, and it's bad. It's not good. (laughs) And it's brought much hurt, even harm, into your life because of it. I think the question we need to ask ourselves is, at what point did I allow that darkness usher in the bad that is now taken up residence in my life. The very thing that God warned me about, is it possible that I'm not living as a child of the light? And this might explain, at least in part, why it is that I have this bad situation in my life. We have a problem here, and I I want to take and tackle it. And I think this is 
how do I say this? Um, it's sadly missing from many a pulpit today. I don't want to be derogatory or talk stink, but one of the things that the Lord has always dealt with me on and continues to deal with me on is that I have to speak the truth in love. I cannot get up here behind this pulpit and just, you know, teach and kind of skip over some of the ugly realities, if you will, that come packaged with the truth from God's Word. And such is the case today. And I'll explain what I mean. Being light is unpopular, right? Being light is unpopular. And in fact, as we're going to talk about here in just a moment, Jesus said, and this, this is another sermon for another time, but I think we do err greatly when we present the gospel and we paint it with these colors of, oh man, you come to Jesus and all your problems will go away. Oh, happy day. Everybody now, oh, happy day. And certainly it is a happy day, but the misnomer is that all your problems will go. <laughs> Listen, I, I can tell by the way you're looking at me right now that you're a lot like me. <laughs> I mean, isn't it true that when you came to Christ, oh my goodness. I mean, yes, my sins are washed away. I'm born again of the Spirit of God. Oh, happy day, but... My family disowned me. My employer terminated me. My friends no longer want anything to do with me. Oh, happy day. That's the cost that needs to be counted. That's the cross that needs to be carried. And again, I want to tackle this because when we're the salt... And by the way, salt, I'm getting ahead of myself, but salt stings, doesn't it? And how about light? Bright light to eyes accustomed to darkness? Oh, man. Right? And that's what we are. We sting. (laughs) Salt certainly is, and this is another sermon for another time too, but salt certainly preserves and flavors, but it can also sting. If you'll permit me to, for the remainder of our time, I want to share three truths. This is, maybe you could call it the fine print of being light. (laughs) Full disclosure, right here, okay? Here's the first one. Those in the light will be hated. Jesus said, they they hate you. You want to know why? Because of your association with me. They hated me first. The world's going to hate you. Uh, interesting. You know the most famous verse in all of the Bible, John 3.16, for God so loved the world? Well, let's hear the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Beginning in verse 16, John 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God, verse 17, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but 
that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in him is condemned already. And here's why. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. Listen. That the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. (laughs) We need bumper stickers, don't we? You hate me because I'm light. Yeah. I know that's dorky too, but whatever. Completely lost my place. Give me a second here. (laughs) For everyone, verse 20, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Isn't that interesting? you see that contrast? Those who don't want their deeds exposed by the light. You know, I, here's a, another great analogy. I've, I know there, if you have a better one, always please just let me know after the service. So you know how it is when you lift up something and it's been in darkness underneath it and you expose it to the light that all of those cockroaches and bugs just start scrambling? Yeah, I told you that was a, again, if you have a better one, please share it with me. <laughs> but that's kind of what Jesus is saying here. They, they don't want to be exposed. But on the other side of that, those who are in the light, we want the light. More light. I love light. In fact, when we were having this uh, building uh, built, uh, I, I told them, I said, I want the brightest parking lot lights out there. I want the brightest lights in here. And these lights are not dimmed all the way up, by the way. Listen, we can give you a, a suntan on your, if you want. I mean, there's, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the lumens are, but the, I love light. You ever notice how it is when you see something in the store and it's kind of, you know, the lighting is dim and you take it outside into the sunlight and you go, oh, that's not my color. <laughs> it's a whole, sheds a whole different light on it. I'm taking it uh, too far here. So you get the point, right? We're going to be hated as light. Here's the second one. Those in the light will shine. This is Matthew chapter 5. I'll read verses 13 through 16. Jesus speaking says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Interesting. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And then he says, you are the light, the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine 
before others. Here's why. So that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Who wants them out of darkness and to be made light as well? Here's the third one. It's my favorite. I saved the best for last. Those in the light will be ready when that trumpet sounds. No, <laughs> Paul writing to the Thessalonians in the context of the rapture. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 4 through 8 says, But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep. You, you connect the dots between what Paul wrote in Ephesians about, wake up, you're asleep. When do we sleep? Except for those of you who work the graveyard shift. Okay, when do we sleep? We sleep at night. In fact, that's the way God ordained it and designed it. That's when, when it's dark and the sun isn't shining, then the brain releases melatonin, which, by the way, is a very powerful ox, antioxidant, but that, that's another uh, sermon for another time, too. But So that's what makes us tired. It's, it's that God-given release of this melatonin, and then the sunlight releases the other uh, 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 serotonin which makes us, gives us a feeling of, of well-being. And that's, we're to be children of the day, not of the night. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. <laughs> For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Spoiler alert, we're going to get into the armor uh, in the next chapter in Ephesians 6. And by the way, I can't wait. And oh, by the way, again, another spoiler alert. We're going to deal with this darkness again. Because one of the four entities that we battle against, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. Does that sound again like a loving heavenly father wanting to protect us from our adversary who desires to devour us and destroy us? Do you receive it like that? I hope you do. Thanks for being part of our time here today on In Spirit and Truth. We hope you've learned something new from the book of Ephesians and that it's given a new perspective to you on your relationship with Jesus. We'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week, so be sure to visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com today. Follow the link to our Facebook page where you can join the conversation and fill your news feed with encouragement and useful information. We'd love to see you here in person at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe if you're in the area. We hold services every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth Bible study. Directions can be found on our website in spiritandtruthradio.com as well as more information about who we are as a body of believers. 
If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. Now, we also want to let you know that you can still hear Pastor J.D.'s teachings through our online resources at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Simply click Listen on the top of the page to find these messages by Pastor J.D. in various books of the Bible. Along with that, we invite you to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. This weekly update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. Join Pastor J.D. each Friday and Saturday for the Mideast Prophecy Update on our YouTube channel or download our mobile app to have these updates right at your fingertips. Find it all at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share next time on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true.